Hello and Happy New Year and welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast for another new episode and another glorious year starting off with what, such a high note. Happy New Year, Happy New Lockdown to everybody in the UK. What a treat. Fortunately, we are here to keep you company in these uh, continuing dark times. Um, and joining me this evening to do so is the ever-wonderful John Whitmore. John, you made it through Christmas. Welcome back. Yeah, we all made it, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully everyone's made it. More <laughs> Happy New Year, everybody. Yes. Um, no Rach or Claire this evening, because unfortunately both of those two are very, very busy. Um, whereas John and I are continuing our stream of just farting around, because, you know, uh, that's important, right, John? Very important. Very I am important. very busy. I'm actually multitasking right now. Tell <laughs> uh, me you're playing with your phone <laughs> whilst talking to us. <laughs> I'm playing on the Xbox right now as well. <laughs> um, but we do have a fabulous returning guest. Uh, we just learned it's been over 100 episodes since this gentleman was last on the show. So shame on us. But a huge welcome and a preemptive apology for the name butchering to the wonderful Killian... <laughs> I got the word Killian wrong. That's a bad start. Killian Itzinger. There you go. That's Perfect. <laughs> or Killian from Let's Explore magazine, which is the safer option I definitely should have gone with. Killian, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much. Happy New Year. It's a delight. Or happy crap year. <laughs> happy crap year. Crappy New Year, everyone. Um, it's a delight to have you back with us. It's been... Well, it's clearly been far too long, uh, over a hundred episodes, and as you were just saying, it must have been, Was it's a couple of years since the last uh, issue of uh, Let's Explore went out, so I guess it must have been at least a couple of years since we last spoke to you, which would tie out quite nicely. Um, you have been, as you always are, very busy since then, last year and kind of the tail end of the year before, because when you finished the... Uh, it would have been the third edition of Let's Explore. That was the last yes. one, wasn't it? So yeah. you, rather than going straight into the next one, uh, actually, we should say right up from the get-go, for anybody who doesn't know what Let's Explore is. So I'm going to let you describe the Let's Explore magazine because I won't do it justice, I feel sure. <laughs> so Let's Explore magazine is a passion project of mine, which I um, design and publish besides my full-time job. I'm a graphic and editorial designer. And what I do with the magazine is I come up with a theme and um, I write uh, a brief uh, and explain where that theme is coming from. And I invite storytellers, uh, writers, uh, photographers, artists from across the globe to uh, submit their interpretation of that theme. And from there, I select the 25 to 30 quote-unquote best stories that sit the best together and I published those in a 170 page um, publication and what makes this publication different besides the collaborative part of it is that it's uh, that I call it a when ready magazine which means as much as that it comes out when I feel that it's uh, ready and that has partly to do with the fact that I don't have enough time to uh, create one every six months or every uh, quarter. But it also has to do with the fact that um, I don't want to uh, have time be uh, the limiting factor on the quality of the stories. So I take between six and nine months to create one single issue. And that can vary depending on uh, how busy the contributors are and how busy I am myself. Um, so that's why I don't want to uh, lean on a timing for each issue. Yeah, I think it's important to know. I think a, a lot of people listening to this will hopefully have heard you on previous episodes and even more so will hopefully have had their hands on copies of the previous Let's Explore magazines. Um, but it's worth noting that in some ways, even just to call it a magazine puts an idea in your head that doesn't really do it justice. Uh, I can see sort of the two copies I've got lined up on the bookshelf. Um, they are beautiful. They are uh, thick tomes. They're, they're more like journals in terms of their density. The, the production quality is spectacular. The work contained within is spectacular. They are really lovely things to 
have to own and to enjoy both in terms of the the work that you find to include within it and the way that they're put together they are um they're really a, a cut above almost everything else out there and there's a lot of really great stuff out there um so as i mentioned you after the last episode uh, after the last uh, edition of let's explore you didn't then start down the path of another one straight away i know that you were umming and ahhing about themes for a while but then uh, something else came up in your life you went away traveling for a bit and i think um that changed what you wanted to do with your time certainly for last year and then or not last year the year before last and then last year well last year just happened um so fill us in on what you've been up to for the last couple of years what took your attention away from let's explore because it's a pretty worthy thing to talk about yeah so um what happens is that i am uh, like you said i'm a very busy person and i get inspired uh, quite easily so there's never a shortage of uh, ideas or projects to be working on um so usually i have a couple of theme ideas already lined up and all the ideas that i have i put down in my journal um well i put them in a journal uh, if the um, idea sticks for two months because if i write everything down then uh, i will be only writing in my journal and not doing anything so i had a couple of ideas for the um, for a theme after uh, the perseverance issue which was which was the the previous issue and um, what I've noticed after producing the, la uh, the latest issue was that there was um, a shift in um, types of stories. So the stories became more human interest and more socially um, uh, oriented. And um, that threw me a little bit uh, in a loop uh, thinking of, okay, what does this mean? What does this mean for me personally? What does this mean for the publication? And um, so that this made me decide to step back a little bit and think about what would be next and how I would go about the, the next issue of um, the magazine. And I actually had started already to write down the brief for the, the issue that will be announced shortly. Um, and then came, um, then I found uh, an organization or I came in contact with an organization which works on Lesbos um, in refugee camps to make them their lives of the residents or of the refugees in those camps a little bit better. And I heard of that uh, organization before, uh, five or six years ago. And I figured, well, they're doing a project there. It takes about a year or year, uh, two years, never heard anything about it in the news. So I figured, well, that has probably been solved by now and finding that organization again and coming into contact with the people working from that organization made me decide to actually go to Lesbos um, initially for a week to help uh, as a volunteer and being an ideas guy um, I figured well why not try to um, put my storytelling skills and publishing skills uh, to the test. So I proposed to the organization to bring uh, disposable cameras with me and to hand them out to residents of the refugee camps in order for them to tell their stories in their way, uh, in through their eyes, in their words. And that was a huge success, but it was still um, a project that I did besides my volunteer work, because that was the first and foremost reason for me to go there. And uh, after returning, uh, I got contacted within two or three weeks um, and uh, the organization asked me to come back again for a week to document one of their projects they were doing. And I did a second run of what I called the non-disposable project. So right now I'm sitting on around 100 usable images and short stories from residents. And uh, I'm looking at creating a dedicated publication for that, but that has been, has proven to be a, a difficult task just to get my head around everything that had happened when I was there. Um, but it is- How were you, um, you collecting the stories of the people that you were meeting over there? Were they, you doing audio interviews? Uh, no, I gave them notebooks. 
Mm-hmm. And um, um, handing over the, the disposable cameras, um, I briefed them on what I ex- sort of expected from them and um, really pushing the idea that they couldn't do anything wrong. Um, they could share the beautiful things, the, the, um, the not so beautiful things. And the only thing I asked of them was to write down why they took an image um and what that image meant for them so it became sort of a journal for themselves and when i returned for the second run i had created uh, zines uh, for all the participants and handed back those their images um and their words uh, for them to keep which was quite a special moment uh, really so um that those two weeks those two instances really uh, amplified my um, um, feeling to uh, see what I what else I could do with my ability to connect people, to find stories, to have them um, uh, created within a theme, and that formed the part of a rewrite of the the brief for the uh, the upcoming issue. It's probably a good time, actually, since you mentioned it now, to tell us what the brief because this is this is why we thought we must get you back on is you've just announced the new brief and the new edition of Alex Explorer is the the wheels are starting to turn on this when ready magazine. <laughs> what is the new brief? The new brief and the new theme is empowerment. So what I'm looking for is um, stories that reflect the theme or uh, are an interpretation of that theme. And they can be as small and big as one can uh, think of. So there's, uh, again, no right or wrong in, the, in, in the, the take on what this theme means for somebody. And uh, one of the things that I noticed with the previous issue and I became, um, I started to believe in even more was that everybody has a story to tell and um, that every single story will probably reach at least one person uh, and change their lives. So in that sense, it changes more than you when you don't uh, share your story. So I really want to stress the idea that no story is bad. And um, even being excluded from the magazine, because I do have to make uh, a selection by the end, doesn't mean that the story is not good. It just means that within the collection of the stories that I'm able to publish within the magazine, it doesn't sit nicely or it doesn't sit uh, in the best way it can. And that's also why I'm looking into ways of publishing the stories that will not be selected for the print publication. But that's something that will evolve over time. That's really cool. Um, To give us an idea, how many people submitted for the last edition of Let's Explore? The last edition, I believe, were between 80 and 90 uh, people. And, And how many could you actually fit into the magazine in the end? I managed to squeeze in, I believe, 27. That's pretty impressive. That's an impressive <laughs> number, but but nonetheless, that does That's a mean... difficult job. That's a very difficult thing to have to curate. <laughs> yes, and especially because, um, and this is uh, a disclaimer um, for everybody who, who is thinking about getting involved, I'm not uh, in the ability to pay people for what they submit. And um, I find it important to be very transparent and upfront about that and um, want to ensure people that um, I'm doing this because I love creating magazines. Uh, it's It's my day job and I love collaborating with people. And the only reason for others to get involved with the magazine is because they want to get involved. Um, I don't promise exposure because I think that's a BS argument to give to um, photographers or writers. Um, It is a project that you want to get into. Um, So Mm. that's my only promise. And what I do is I provide, depending on the the story idea that is submitted, I allocate a certain amount of pages. And anybody who gets selected for those four 
those pages can do whatever they want. So they're completely free. There's no style guide in terms of photography or writing. It's your story and your story alone. And the only thing I do is collect them, uh, curate them and publish them in the magazine. Mm. Do you um, do you work with the people that submit or that you select to help them? Because of, I'm sure there are people that have difficulty in certain areas. Maybe they're stronger image makers as opposed to writers. Do you support them in that process? In any way I can. So I'm here for any brainstorm sessions or just if you have a very vague idea and want to have a chat about what that story might be. Uh, I'm very good at asking uh, difficult questions. <laughs> so um, I can help people craft their story in terms of where it may, uh, may go. And with this new issue, I'm also thinking about uh, finding a handful of um, writers to help people who are not um, confident writing themselves. But that, again, is something that will evolve over time. Um, but there are absolutely um, ways of for me to help people if they're stuck or just want to share their thoughts or want to vent or anything in that matter. Hmm. It's um, for people who've perhaps seen the work uh, of the previous editions or seen some of the stuff online. Uh, I can imagine it could be very intimidating because you've had some spectacular work in these in the past. Some incredible photographers have submitted some amazing work. Um, in fact, it, it, there's a lot of beautiful stuff in there. I, I think that's one of the things that is so special about Let's Explore is that you stitched together these incredible publications from a, a really diverse body of work. And as you said, you give people the space and say, well, here's your space, do with it what you will. And for some people, that's very photo heavy. But there, I mean, there have been instances in there where there is just writing. Some people, there have been a couple of just written pieces. Am I right in saying that? Yeah. And, and yeah, also yeah. illustration as well. So it isn't... So you've had a mixture of stuff in there in the past. Um, what would you say to people who might pick up a previous copy, look at it and go, my work is not good enough to be part of this? Um. <laughs> um, don't think about what has been published already. Uh, like I said, every single story, I believe, deserves to be told and you never know what somebody else will take away from that story. So what I try to do with each publication is to present readers with um, an as diverse set of stories as is possible to create from all the submissions. Um, this means that like uh, in terms of what the articles or the stories look like, it can be very text heavy, can be very image heavy, but also in terms of how big of a story something is. I believe I had at one point I had a story uh, about, uh, there was, this was in a previous issue, about uh, a photography trip uh, to Antarctica, uh, to name just uh, one of the bigger stories. But I also have a story in there of somebody who's locked in the cabin uh, and can't go anywhere because uh, a family member uh, is sick during vacation. I mean, it's, it's really that bandwidth of stories that can be told and it's the entire publication that creates a narrative surrounding this particular theme so people thinking that their personal story or their story isn't good enough doesn't make sense to me at all because it will be part of a bigger collection yeah yeah and it's also important to note that if so hopefully when people will have heard the theme for this edition um there are people out there for whom that has instantly chimed who hear that and go that that speaks to where i am with something that that is meaningful to me that speaks to a journey i've been through recently or whatever it may be and they they already think oh i have a story that would fit within this um that if you're going if you've never submitted to anything before uh, as as most people haven't uh, you most of us who are just out there taking pictures don't submit stuff because of well i guess fear is a really big motivator you know if you're not doing mm -hmm. it for a living fear um 
I can't think of anybody nicer on the planet to make your first submission to than Killian. He is just the most lovely person. And uh, even even if the answer is going to be no, it's still going to be the most lovely no you've ever gotten from anybody. And I say this from past experience. This is a fully <laughs> qualified statement because, you know, sometimes you have... To, and, and that was the thing. So I think it was... Um, it must have been when we had you on the first time, I think, Killian, and and we, we talked about all this, and I thought, okay, I'm going to take on board what you said, and I'm going to put myself forward, because if you don't ever do that, then what's the point? And what I put forward was not, you know, as you said, it didn't fit with what you wanted to do, and I got a lovely email back, and um, to be honest, I felt more guilty because I felt like... <laughs> I, I've had this conversation with other people. I felt bad because like, I can tell that you don't love the part of the job where you're having to say no to people. That's not something you like doing because you know, you're know you inviting people to, to put themselves forward, to put their stories forward and their work forward. And and you don't like having to say no. <laughs> so I it's felt guilty wor- for making this. It's the worst. It's the worst. But but it's important, though. It's important because you don't end up with something like Let's Explore unless you are a diligent craftsman. You can only build something amazing if the pieces that you're using fit together. And um, and as you said, you know, ev- the stories that everybody has are going to chime with somebody. You just can't include all of them. Um, and I mean, I... I they are such fantastic magazines for discovering people's work. I know that I, from I was just having a quick flick through because I couldn't remember whether it's from the first one or the second one, but I know that I bought a book and con- you know, connected with an artist just for flicking through this. And he went, oh, I, I I love this work. I think it was when we were chanting. I was like, I love this. And ended up going off and finding this person and she had a book out. I was like, okay, I've got to have that book. And so you can find and be exposed to amazing stuff because it's, it's not, Oh, you know, obviously, although we're an analog-based podcast, it's not all film photography work. It's whatever. It's about the work. It's not about the tool that's being used to do it. Um, but um, yeah, just if what the theme is has chimed with you, then submit, get in touch. So when people do initially sub- um, get in touch with you, in terms of their submission, what are you looking for in that first contact? So the first contact, uh, and just first off, if somebody doesn't feel confident submitting a story or a story idea, as I will call it later on, just drop me a line and discuss what you're not comfortable with. I mean, that's where it already starts. Like you said, you, people usually don't submit something or are taken back by submitting, um, but just getting over that initial hurdle of getting into contact can help you and i will do my best to pull people in so if you if you do have a a vague idea of what you would like to submit but want to get into contact first and ask me some questions please do i mean that's what i do and i want to help people get their story out so that's the first thing um what i want what i'm looking for in the in the um, submission is uh, a first initial story idea um and uh, it's it's hard for people but please keep it short to around 300 words or so just a very simple idea and perhaps send some images if you already have some but uh, limit those to around 10 Uh, all this information will be in the brief on the website as well um, and besides that, I'm looking for, and this is optional, to uh, provide me with a story format, if you have one in mind. So that gives me an idea of whether it will be very text-heavy or very image-heavy or something in between, because that will help me to get the balance right of the types of stories that will be published in the end. And if you don't know the story format yet, don't mention it or uh, let me know that you don't know it or want to discuss um, when um, you get selected for um, the final publication. So what does empowerment mean to you personally? I mean, when you think about this theme, you set it, you've obviously given it some thought. (laughs) (laughs) Well, especially after 2020, a year where um, I think a, a lot of people for more than one reason, feel like actually power has been taken away from them. 
Where do you feel empowerment? What, what does it mean to you at the moment, that theme? Um, it, it, this might seem, sound a little bit vague, but it, for me, it means that I can be a better person than I was before. So part of that has to do with the fact that I went to those refugee camps and got in contact with the refugees there and met them, talked with them, had a cup of tea with them. And just that sense of connection, uh, which we lost in 2020, but um, that personal connection um, meant the world to me. And it um, kind of restored faith in humanity for me in a way. Uh, it's like when you're traveling abroad for a longer time that you get a reverse culture shock when you get home. Uh, it's the same what happened with me on Lesvos, where um, you meet people who are in the worst circumstances and they're still better people than the ones you meet at home. Um, so that felt for me, uh, that, that was empowering and it culminated in me going back to school to um, refine certain skills this year or in 2020 so that I can make the publication and my publishing agency actually uh, a better company and work towards purpose-driven storytelling. So there, this issue will be uh, the start of something bigger with the publication in itself and uh, the company that I started with it. So for me, empowerment means being better than before or feeling better or, um, yeah, generally be a better person or more comfortable person. Yeah, I can, I can certainly see how that journey has got you to that point. So based on what you were just saying, I mean, it is... Is the direction, or not necessarily the direction, but the the way that it's driven? Is that is that going to shift in Let's Explore? You said you know this has always been a when ready passion project um, that has come, and it has been a fantastic creation in itself. Uh, and each edition has been very singular, um, but it sounds like going forwards you want it to be more than that um is that the case and if so what how is that going to manifest yeah it, it is the case for sure um the the magazine gave me the opportunity to do things that i didn't give myself permission to do so in terms of experimenting with my own photography or um experimenting with design questions I would have or connecting with people simply learning to ask for help or ask others to be part of something I do or um, dare to ask people their opinion about what I'm doing so the public publishing this magazine has been a learning experience for me as well and a significant one so I will be doing this for as long as I can um, the biggest issue in this is that it is impossible to create uh, a magazine like this uh, very often. I tried to do it once a year, but that turned out to be um, hard as well. Um, it also has to do with um, uh, a financial aspect because I pay everything out of my own pocket and uh, the, the production uh, of it. But connecting with people and working together with others has become a very profound part of my creative life. So I want to build on that. And I started a while back with Let's Explore Journal, hmm. which is a printed publication as well. And it gives room for a single storyteller, uh, whether it be an artist, a writer or a photographer, to have their own publication um, published. So they provide a story. I designed it in the format that I have already. I print 25 copies. The storyteller gets a copy and the other 24 will be sold. Uh, and the money I make with that will pay for the next journal um, just for people to get the story out, to get a publication of their own and um, give the storytellers the opportunity to buy extra copies at wholesale. 
So that's uh, a venture that I want to see if I can build upon as well, just to get people to publish their own work because there's nothing nicer than seeing your work in print. Uh, so that's one thing. And the other thing is that the purpose-driven aspect of storytelling and the fact that this publication is very curiosity driven for me personally is that I want to see if I can find a way to build an online platform where on the one hand change makers can uh, publish their stories and on the other hand have st uh, story makers um, publish their portfolio in order for both parties to come, come into contact with each other because dabbling into this NGO B corporation um, type uh, environment, I've noticed that a lot of organizations struggle to find uh, photographers and writers to document their work. And on the other hand, I noticed that there's a lot of writers and photographers who struggle to come into contact with these organizations. And I want to see if I can bridge that gap. So that will be part of uh, another to-do list for the, for this year. And if there's anybody out there who is curious after hearing this and want to learn more, they, again, can just drop me a line. It's probably worth mentioning where they can drop you a line at, Killian. <laughs> <laughs> you can uh, uh, email me at mailme at letsexplore yeah, and obviously letsexplore.magazine.com is also the place people should go to see some of the work uh, and on the previous editions. Um, out of interest, do you still have any copies? I know the first one uh, is long since gone, but are there any copies of edition um, the previous, the following two editions still available? It's complicated because um, edition one was not the first one. That's where I no. always get, because there was an edition zero, which is just confusing to somebody who's not that bright, Killian. Um, so... Especially for you, I changed that on the website by now. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so are there copies of the existing magazines available still? Yes. So I believe there's uh, between 25 and 35 copies of the Crossroads issue mm -hmm. still. And there's around 150 of the Perseverance issue. Hmm. Yeah. Well, I said anyone who's what listening. Size, what size print run do you do? Or did the you print, do for those? The print run uh, up until now has been 500. Mm -hmm. And uh, each issue goes into a pre-sale, which uh, helps me pay for uh, the print uh, cost uh, when I publish everything. Because it is a very high quality, special paper, special binding uh, publication and uh, paying everything up front from uh, out of my own pocket is uh, a little bit too much of a, a risk. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a huge upfront cost, I could imagine. Can you tell us a little bit about the paper choice that, you, that you've chosen for it? Because that's been consistent, hasn't it, since yes. launch, I think? Yeah. Yes, it has been, and I'm. Uh, I will probably be looking into new paper stock uh, with the next issue, just because I'm making a shift with, uh, well, let's call it the brand. Let's explore. But um, um, what I'm working with will stay the same. So the thing is that photography often shines best when it's on semi-gloss or gloss uh, paper, but that doesn't work well with reading. So you have to find, uh, well, I think uh, one has to find a fine line between uh, legibility of text and crispness of the images, as well as um, um, doing justice to both um, types of content. So I found a paper stock that uh, delivers both. And I work with a printer who is used to doing uh, art books and um, high quality publications. So they're their bottom line of printing is already above standard. So, uh, and I'm looking into making initial uh, or additional uh, investments with the next issue, just because the theme is bigger, my aspirations are bigger, and uh, I just want to see if I can make this publication even better. Um, have you seen um, the British Journal of Photography? They, do, they have a section in the center, which is high gloss paper with like key images on and I, I don't personally I'm not a fan of, of, of high gloss paper anyway but like that's they and I don't think that works particularly well because you're mixing and matching different paper types within a magazine but it's just it's it's an interesting approach like you say to really enhance certain images 
is to just use a different stock within the same publication. Yeah, it's a very interesting choice and it can help with um, uh, using it not only to present images or work in a different way, but it can also change the flow in which somebody mm. experiences the, the magazine. Um, so I, I actually have a couple of magazines lying around which have like four or five different paper stocks or and even paper sizes within the same publication. Um, but um, I do like creative outlets like those, but that doesn't fit with this publication because it's a whole. Hmm. So the first hmm. story shouldn't be different from the last one or the yeah. one in the middle. Um, traditionally, magazines work in pretty much three sections where you have uh, the, um, the initial short stories and then the big well in the middle with the long story, um, long form feature stories and then short stories at the end again. So that creates a certain flow within the magazine. And I even had to let that go within my publication because there's so many different stories and I want people to be able to open it anywhere where they want and just read one story, put the magazine down for uh, another read later on. Um, I'm interested in, and I know you talked about this before when you've been on, this idea of the Let's Explore journals. Um, since we last spoke, I mean, it was already, the, the curve was sort of very much in evidence, but people printing their work and making zines has continued to be a trend, a, a really good trend, actually. Um, uh, and the quality of the presentation and the work that people are sharing is also on an upward trend. Um, and I would imagine that given what you produce and the way that you produce it, there are probably quite a lot of people out there who would very much love to get their work and their stories presented by you but you are not a terribly capitalist gentleman i think it's fairly <laughs> safe to say which is definitely a good thing it's definitely a good thing but the way you were describing uh, these uh, the let's explore journals that it sounds very much to me again like one of these things where you'll be looking to find people for who you think that they will fit with this isn't necessarily just something that um I could come to you or anyone could come to you and say, I want to do this, Killian, please can we do a Let's Explore journal and you'll just eat that. Because as you said, you're you're eating the costs on this again. Is there is there maybe a potential future where there is a more commercial, a, a sort of very similar output, but more commercially driven so that you're not having to eat the costs on things, but that... Um, might be more accessible to more people or do you think that you would just you might, wouldn't be able to produce the work in the way you want to if it's not work that you're behind if you know what i mean mm -hmm. um yeah the commercial aspect that's a difficult one because um making something commercial uh well especially in this case also means that it has to be more expensive mm and um every year um i have the daunting task of opening the the website of our postal office and check out how much more the shipping costs are getting and that's just that's almost even more painful than sending out a rejection to somebody it's just insane how much postage is and um I don't want to make my publications even more expensive than that than they are really uh, already are. Mm. So I'm eating already some of the shipping costs when people are buying my publications, so they don't pay in full. And that just has to do with the fact that if you live in the United States, uh, the magazine is almost or the the shipping costs are almost as expensive as the magazine itself. And mm. I really just don't want that to happen because it just feels off in terms of the journal and future publications and being more commercial i do think there is a way of commercializing it a little bit more um but at this point i just want people to have their stories out there mm. and i don't want uh, money to be a factor for people not doing anything 
especially because I so heartily believe in the fact that everybody has a story to share and or is worth sharing so at this point my day job is uh paying for well 99 of all the costs that i'm making and otherwise um with the magazine the the pre-sale uh, helps me a lot and with the journal um i made an initial investment with uh, with the first one and the money made with the first one through sales will help me pay for the next one. So for now, that's okay with me for as long as I can uh, keep this going. Hmm. Um, and also with the, with the magazine, because there's no advertisements yeah. uh, in there at all. Uh, and I worked with the previous issue. I worked with um, friends of Let's Explore magazine page where people can buy uh, a package uh, where they can um, get multiple issues or copies of the issue and some ex uh, additional uh, goodies and um, includes a small extra donation to uh, making this uh, work. So that's my advertisement uh, in the magazine. Because otherwise you have advertisers who want to have a say in the content. And again, that's not what the magazine is about. Will you be doing, is the, the Friends of Let's Explore still going forwards? Is there going to be stuff on there uh, continuing for this new episode, new edition? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Because it's, uh, it's just a nice way of doing something extra. Hmm. Uh, both in terms of um, having people uh, have the option to um, uh, invest a little bit in the magazine. But it, I also give uh, contributors to the magazine the option to um, send out um, additional work. So with the last issue, there was one of the contributors who actually made a set of 25 prints um, to be donated to people who bought the, the magazine within um, a time frame of a week, I believe. So there's different ways of um, adding additional content to the magazine, uh, which is very limited. And um, the Let's Explore, the Friends of Let's Explore magazine will have some additional um, goodies, hopefully. <laughs> People know what you're looking for now. They know that you're looking for it's stories of empowerment. They know you're looking for uh, interesting stories and wonderful work. Um, What's the deadline? This is probably an important question to ask. There's a, there has to be a deadline. There has to be a deadline just so that people who are awful like me can just go, ah, I'm running a bit late and I've missed it. And you'll go, oh, fine. <laughs> <laughs> so what is the deadline for this? Yeah. So the deadline for the story ideas is March 1st. Um, and that's the deadline for handing over uh, your 300 word uh, pitch of your story idea, your um, the potential images the, uh, that you might have and the potential idea for story format. And uh, during these two months, people can reach out to me and ask uh, questions about the theme or what they're working on, if that makes any sense or uh, stuff like that. Yeah. And then once that is over, then I would imagine after that you set a deadline for when you want it all to be ready by that completely goes out the window as you try to herd cats and get creative <laughs> and artistic people to do something in a timely fashion, right? Yeah, it's uh, yeah, it's an interesting period. So that has this part of the the, the process of creating this magazine is that I I block six to nine months uh, in my private life to spend evenings, nights, and weekends just emailing people, uh, having uh, Zoom calls or Skype calls or Google Hangouts or whatever you can think of, and just working with people, creating beautiful stories. Yeah. How do you – what are the, like the, the, the logistics of actually organizing something like that? Do you, just, do you use, like, Google Docs? Is like what, what are the actual practicalities of it? So uh, I work a lot with Evernote, which is right, okay. pretty much uh, a digital notebook uh, mm -hmm. where you can have different collections of notebooks and notes. Uh, and those are filled with lists of potential contributors or contributors or uh, drafts for newsletters or uh, that's just my workspace. And um, other than that, uh, it's an overfilled uh, email inbox. 
the greatest tool ever for organizing. Uh, yes, especially <laughs> since I'm working with different time zones. It's uh, spending uh, an entire night writing emails, waking up the next day and finding your inbox as full as you left it the, the night before. <laughs> it sounds like an delete. absolute nightmare. That would be my... <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. Control-A, delete. <laughs> Um, you talked about the fact that in the previous um, episodes you've had some some big stories, some you know like the Antarctic trip and stuff like that, as well as the other stories. I mean, there's there's a really good mixture of stuff. Um, and you talked about this idea of the the well, these these big stories that some sometimes the, the magazine kind of pivots around. I know you said that's not the format you go with because you get such a mixture, but. Um, as you're going into this new one now, do you have, like maybe from conversations with people, do you have any ideas about what what potentially the some of these bigger stories might be? Have you had contact with people and sort of said, oh, that might fit with this? Or are you, as you start this, going and going, well, I have no idea what's going to turn up. Um, let's hope that this all hangs together. Uh, I do have so uh, I have had some conversations uh, with people, and I always have this this wish list of uh, contributors uh, whom I contact uh, before and find out if they're uh, at all willing to do something, expecting a firm no or no reply at all. Mm -hmm. Uh, so that's the scope of my wish list. Um, but I do have some people. Um, at this point looking into what they can produce and one of the biggest stories which i hope we can actually finish and even perhaps produce um more stories or publications uh, about um, is a story about slavery so that's uh, a huge uh story and um i expect that to be on the outer spectrum of how big a story can be yeah uh and the other ones uh i don't dare to say yet i have no <laughs> idea <laughs> it's exciting it's exciting I mean, for, for us as readers it's exciting but it must also be exciting slash terrifying for you although i would imagine that um given the space that a lot of people are in hopefully maybe even more people than in the past are going to be in a position at the moment where they can give some brain space and will want to give some brain space over to submitting to this because it can be very difficult at the moment to pursue creative endeavors out in the world especially photography is your hobby because like i said in the uk we've just gone back into another lockdown and stuff like that so um hopefully more people will be turning their creative mind to working with the work they've got and thinking about other things so um i you know i mean i guess <laughs> Do you, knowing that you're going to have to say no to more people, but do you still want more submissions than the last time? Yes, more, <laughs> always more, <laughs> always more. <laughs> and and yeah, if someone so, can... yeah. So the thing is that um, besides this issue, like I said uh, at the very beginning, I'm looking into ways of um, publishing the stories that didn't make the cut. So of course there will be submissions that I don't know what to do with um, for whatever reason, but there are often a lot of stories that would really deserve a platform and really deserve to be read or seen or um, shared. And I'm thinking about ways of publishing those as well. Uh, and I don't know yet how, but that might, uh, lower the the bar a little bit for people to uh, submit, thinking that they will not make the cut anyway. So I, I love the fact, Killian. I love the fact that you've already come up with one means with the Let's Explore Journal of publishing more stories, and you're desperately trying to think of other ways that you can undoubtedly create far more work and hassle and expense for you, <laughs> just so you can avoid saying no to more people. <laughs> I, think it's, I think it's wonderful. I mean, do you um? Could could some of it find its way online, or are you quite married to physical print in that sense? Uh, I am pretty married to print, but well, <laughs> you're prepared I to might, have a fling might, with. <laughs> yeah, I might look into digital as well online, so on the website. But 
I think it'd be a well, nice compromise, see. you know, you, because I said the presentation, the way you put stuff together, and also because of the way you work with people to construct the stories and the flow of things. It's not just oh, I'm put the layout. It's it's all of the conversations that you have, and I know with some people from past conversations, with you, that it's like pulling teeth trying to get the stuff out of them to make what <laughs> eventually is an amazing story, um, and that would still be more than worth seeing on a website. Uh, you know, if you think so, um, as compromises go, and just think, just think of how few people you then have to say no to people. <laughs> 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 or, I mean, I guess the other thing is, could if uh, I'm going to put a call out here on your behalf, if somebody would like to volunteer to join the uh, Let's Explore team as the official NOPA, you just get someone <laughs> who whose job is you pass on all the people that are going to get told no, and they have to go and say no to them. Imagine what weight that would be lifted off your shoulder, Killian. <laughs> That will save me a lot of work, I'm sure. <laughs> a lot of work and a lot of heartbreak. <laughs> yeah. Like I said, I'm pretty sure when you get a rejection letter, you're supposed to feel bad for yourself, not bad for the person who's been forced to reject you. <laughs> That's kind of where I was. <laughs> I think I replied to you going, don't feel bad about it, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Something in that in that line of, yeah. <laughs> I just don't. I just don't want to say a simple no. I want to explain what went through my head and why I didn't go further with that story and find a way to give some positive feedback as well, or mm. give the opportunity to work further on it. So even a no could mean that we would be working on a journal, for instance, or well, dare I say, an online story, but. Yeah, submitting is not the end of the journey of the person who is submitting the story. The the feedback element is so important, I find. I, I submitted an application for something just before Christmas, uh, which I didn't get accepted for, but they actually gave me feedback and had a, we had a brief conversation about why I wasn't accepted. And I actually felt quite good about it at the end of that because I was like, okay, now I understand what like what's going on that their thought process rather than it just being this brick wall that you're kind of just throwing something over and not hearing anything back from it's like okay this it's the conversation and then that gives you something as an individual to build from as well and potentially you've made a new contact any as well you know so you don't know where that's going to go so i think that's like it must be incredibly time consuming for you but invaluable i think for everybody involved and it, it's it's very much worth it as well because I actually had people who I had to reject reach out to me after saying that because they submitted but got rejected that the hurdle was gone to submit somewhere else where they did get accepted. Mm-hmm. So it was just getting into that flow of sending a submission out or contributing work um, helped them to make it easier to uh, submit somewhere else. And for me, it helps me to think about um, why a story would or would not fit within the magazine. It makes mm-hmm. the entire experience, yeah, it, it is time consuming, but it makes it everything better, both for me, for the magazine, but also for the people, I believe, who submit the story. Because there is, like you said, this conversation where you can work towards an understanding and move on from there because you actually really don't know what can lead from that uh, that initial mm-hmm. contact. Yeah. Do you find that a lot of your submissions are stories that people already have in that regard? Because I find that talking about kind of finding the right fit, I just carry on doing my work. And then when I see things that are hopefully the right fit, I'll be submitting to those things. So on the receiving end of that, are you getting stories that are almost ready to go? Yeah. And that's totally fine. I also had people um, submit stories that were already published. Mm-hmm. Um, but providing a different context give, gives a different meaning to that same story. Mm-hmm. And it adds to the overall narrative of that one publication. So even submitting stories that already have been published, that doesn't mean it's an automatic no. I mean, of okay. course, I, I rather have original work, but who am I to 
um, expect people to hand over original work for free, other than the experience that they get from being published, perhaps in a magazine or collaborating on their story through brainstorm sessions or anything. I mean, that's what I can offer, but there is no other incentive that I can give people to uh, send in their stories. So uh, I don't expect solely um, original content. I would, I would love to, but mm -hmm. I want to manage my own expectations in that as well and be a nice guy and understand where people are coming from. <laughs> I think it kind of it, it comes back a bit to what you're saying about being able to pay people as well, isn't it? It's if you're if you're actually producing stories yourself and images, it costs money. So in some ways it would be a little bit crazy to think, well, I'm I'm creating this one story for one purpose and not being able to get any financial return for it. So you're going to put it out there as much as you can, aren't you, really? Especially yeah. if you want to tell the story, you know, just because it's been published before doesn't mean that everybody's seen it or, you know, it's, like, it's great to get that story in as many places as possible. Exactly. Um, John, I'm intrigued. <clears throat> you know, I already asked Killian what it means to, to him, but um, when you heard the theme empowerment, <laughs> is that something that spoke to you? you you're you a photographer a printer an artist you know is this something that when you heard it, i mean i i can think of various ways when actually i do i i, I can kind of see an a to b with you in particular but i'm intrigued what your thoughts are on it um are you already thinking oh here's what i'm going to submit to killian if for no other I reason have... just to make him feel guilty for saying no <laughs> <laughs> nice one um, I do, I do, I, now I've, I've looked into your eyes now yeah. um the i do have one story that is immediately sprung to mind uh, but it would come down to getting permission of the person I photographed and their story to to tell it. So I wouldn't like I have the images, but I wouldn't want to just blindly submit it without their their approval, basically. Um, so yeah, like it, it's my partner. Like she gave birth to our daughter a year ago, and I, I documented the whole thing, and I I never intended to publish it, but the the word empowerment is they're the images i see when i think of that word straight off um so yeah it's <laughs> i don't know if it's something that she would want to have out in the world <laughs> you cool? you've got until the 31st of march to get Marie's permission <laughs> the first of march first of march always oh, even less time <laughs> get a drunk <laughs> and make a sign something. get a drunk <laughs> Um, but no, well, I, I hope, I hope, listen, I hope if nothing else, John, that you are going to fo follow this through. If 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 Killian <laughs> hasn't inspired you to at least follow this through, um, I, I've met Anne-Marie. She's a, a, an absolute delight. You show her Let's Explore magazine and she's going to go, <laughs> sure, because, the, you know, yes. <laughs> it, it is, there is a cut above. It is um, a place that can, ha I mean, clearly, if... If you're going to take on topics like slavery, you need to be doing so in a way that you're not being flippant about it. And that's the thing about this. Where it is, as well as a, a sort of a photography magazine, it's a travel magazine. It's a, a magazine of ideas and thoughts. And as you, I think, brilliantly said, a curiosity. Um, and it, it handles everything with respect and dignity that it talks about, whether the stories are big or whether they're small. They all get treated with the same level of respect and i think that's wonderful so i'm sure Amory would be on board for that john so i will be i will be following also, up a, a couple of other ones that that might work but actually you touched on it earlier graham about looking at the quality of the work in the previous ones my immediate thought is my work is nowhere near this standard you know it's like at the quality level but then i think you're right it's actually the, the strength of the stories that shine through it's not just about them being kind of technically great images or, or like well written it's it's the strength of the stories that's, that's the most important part and tied in with other people reading those stories and getting something from them um that like that's an incredibly powerful thing to want to do um so yeah it's, it's certainly got the cogs turning <laughs> that's good to hear <laughs> i wondered what that burning smell was <laughs> <laughs> um well personally i'm just delighted to see that this is all kicking off again killian i think it's exciting i think 
the start of a new Let's Explore cycle is just an exciting event and it's a delight to get you on here to talk about it. Um, you've obviously set out the timescale, so until the 1st of March to get your submissions in. Um, we'll put all the links in the show notes, but essentially people need to go to letsexplore.magazine.com and there'll be a page on there. Yeah, so um, there's uh, the magazine page and from there it will be linked to the theme um, and um, yeah, it will show itself. It will show itself. Yeah. Uh, and then hopefully once the submissions are in, a nice, easy nine months or so of just having all the work just turn up on your desk um, without any hassle. It'll all just plop. Oh, there it all is. It's great. No trouble. And um, I, I know this is such a loaded question, which is why I have to ask it. Do you think it'll be out by the end of the year? Do you, like, in your heart of hearts, do you hope to get yes. it out? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm aiming for September. Aiming for September. I wish you not because I have any doubts in your abilities, but again, <laughs> working with artists, <laughs> children, animals, and artists, <laughs> difficult for people to work with. Um, but that's super exciting. And you will, you're obviously, you're, you're um, you have a mailing list on your website already. I think it's really that's where people should go to sign up, especially if they want to. Um, Pre-order. I, I guess once you've got a firmer idea of exactly when things are happening, you'll you'll be opening up the pre-sales for that. Yes, and I will be more active on socials as well. Yeah. Uh, I've been a little bit out of that uh, in the last uh, year uh, because of uh, the studying bit I was doing. But I will be more on socials and more available. And um, campaigns on socials will be there once the pre-sales will be there. I will be uh, nagging for submissions on Twitter and Instagram the coming weeks. Uh, so I'll be uh, I'll be online. Yeah, wonderful stuff. Well, I know we have a lot of incredibly talented and more importantly, uh, a lot of very interesting people who listen to this show. And really, if you're interesting, everything else will fall into place. If your story is interesting and compelling, then the work will follow with that. And you know, I'm working with Killian will get that to where it needs to be. So... If you take nothing else away from this conversation, go to Let's Explore magazine and get submitting your work. That means you too, John. I'm going to put a family and ask Killian, thank you so much for joining us again. Is there anything else whilst you're here that you'd like to let people know about that you're up to or you've got going on? Um, it sounds as though you don't yet have a firm plan for what's going to happen with the work, um, with all the pictures and the images that you've got from the uh, work you did last year and the year before. Um, but is there anything else you want to let people know about? Um, well, first of all, don't be scared to submit. Uh, I'm a nice guy. I'm here to help. Uh, so that's the that's the first thing. And regarding all the work I've been doing in the past years, I have no idea how that will um, come out in uh, either publications in print or uh, online. I'm still figuring out uh, a place for that. So watch this space then. You'll keep us posted. You'll <laughs> yeah. let us know and we'll let our listeners know. Absolutely. Um, and... Twitter and etc. Whereabouts are you online? So let's explore magazine.com and uh, Twitter is let's explore Mac and the same on Instagram. Lovely stuff. Wonderful. Thank you so much, Killian. Uh, John, is there anything you need to let people know about this evening? Uh, I don't think so. It's just great to be back, isn't it? <laughs> it is great to be back, John. <laughs> just I, great to be back. <laughs> I detected a hint of sarcasm there. I'm going to ignore it. Just a smidgen. Um, you did your 12 days of Printmas, or the, how many days of Printmas were there in the room? 12 days, 25 days. I, I didn't do every day. <laughs> your Printmas advent um, I said, whatever. So I, I'm, I'm bad for getting the number wrong. You're bad for not doing your full advent calendar. Um, I, made, I ended up making like 10 prints in title it's a pretty good game isn't it for a well, month it's pretty good game but when you're at one aiming for 24 and two looked cross at me for <laughs> suggesting 12 flipping it <laughs> you've got a cheek <laughs> um what is going on with dark shed live youtube channel have you got plans for new year what's happening um it's going to be every month now i, I can't do one every day i can't carry on doing that <laughs> there is a compromise between um, those two <laughs> It's once so a year, guys. I can't month. do every day, so it's once a year. I can't, I can't do it. Um, I've just completely rearranged my dark room. Um, <laughs> still looks which a mess. Is still to me. a mess. <laughs> it's, it's still a mess, but it's been rearranged, so I've got a slightly different layout. 
And uh, yeah, I'll just back. I'll, I'll put the date out a week before I go live, probably. <laughs> It's my usual style. So John is the, bringing together the first uh, When Ready YouTube channel. <laughs> I'm expecting these episodes to be artisanally crafted in much the same way, John. <laughs> it's either massive, like really well prepared and definitely ready, or it's just, right, I'm in the dark room, hit live and go. It's extremes. Okay, well, that's fair enough. But at least John has committed and stated as fact that when these happen once a month, they are going to be, to quote, extremely well prepared and ready. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward to these very much. That's awesome. It depends what your bar is, though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really does. It really does. Well, listeners, we will let you get out of here. I want to say a quick thank you very much to Jeff and Gabe for supplying us with the show which we put out over the uh, Christmas and New Year break um, the I Dream of Cameras episode those guys are fabulous and we have got more coming from them very soon so that's wonderful and we may well if I can find someone to do with we might sneak out a backing paper in the not too distant future maybe even if I can bully someone into doing with me between this week and next week because we've got some emails to get to John <laughs> We've got some emails and stuff like great. that to get to, John. Like I said, it's great to be back, isn't it? <laughs> um, get back on that horse, John. Um, so keep an eye out for that. That might well happen. Um, uh, anyway, until then, we will play you out, as always, with Rachel's fabulous band, Roja. Um, and uh, you can find their music on Bandcamp and Amazon and Spotify on all places where good music can be found. You can get in touch with us at sunny16podcast at gmail.com or hit us up on Instagram, which I'll be honest, John is <laughs> mostly looking after. Thanks, John. John's gone. Am I? I deleted I Instagram over the holidays. <laughs> Time to re reinstall it, John. Um, John is more likely to be paying attention I am because John's a good person or you might get hold of me on Twitter <laughs> but again it's still a pretty low likelihood but we're there we are there and of course you can find John at the dark shed everywhere once he puts all the apps back on his phone <laughs> thank you so much again Killian for joining us John thank you for being back on the show and listeners thank you for being back with us again we look forward to sharing this wonderful new year with you as you go forward through it uh, until next time thanks for listening and goodbye Goodbye. Bye-bye.